0: Hi, this is Izzy Martinez.
1: And my name is Lisa Saya Janning.
0: And this, this is Washy Wine Repeat. Hey, Izzy. Hey, Lisa. How's it going?
1: It's going on this lovely Saturday morning. Um, right? We're it's shopping,
0: early. Shopping.
1: <laughs> oh, no. Uh, like I've mentioned before, I'm in a little closed-off closet with no windows. So, like, the sky <laughs> could be falling and, like, Flaming comets of doom could be falling outside, and I would have no idea.
0: Well, it's it's like bizarrely bright outside right now. Just, oh, gross. just throwing
1: that out there. Gross. <laughs> hey, so I, was, was I was I was on
0: today, Lisa.
1: Well, okay, so today, um, in case you guys haven't read the title or seen the obvious hint as to what's going on today. Um, we have a special guest. Say hello, special guest.
2: Hi, everybody. Boo. Hi. What am I supposed to say more? Would you like me to say that? Yeah, in that introduce life? yourself, special <laughs> guest. Hi. <laughs> Hi. How's it going?
1: <laughs> How you doing? Um,
2: I'm Cindy goodger That's, that's my name.
1: That's Yay! Why I'm. That's
2: Cindy <laughs> still having coffee this morning, so we're, we're, we're waking up on this beautiful California morning. hmm okay. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Would you like me to introduce myself? Like more than that?
0: Go for it. Yeah. Wh- sh- sure. <laughs> <laughs> Where do people know you from? How do people find you? Oh
1: no, no. The well, how you many, how how many. can people find you is at the end when we let Cindy shamelessly plug everything she wants to sh- plug.
2: That'll take a while too. That's I fine. Make, I have a list. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, so my name is Cindy Goodtropaldo. I am a YouTuber. I hate that word, but it's what it is. I uh, podcast. Mm -hmm. I am a freelance artist, and I have done, I've dabbled in graphic design, but my main kind of specialty is lettering and water. And I am, that's that's what, and I cuss a lot, and that's what I do.
1: Woo, so do I. At least the cussing.
2: So there's, there's. I also think I can at this point refer to myself as a speaker because I have done it so many times. Mm-hmm. There you go. So yeah.
1: That's exciting. Yeah. There you go. I feel like yeah, we're pretty so cool. That's me.
2: But those cause... are the things I'm a mom. Yeah. I'm a mom. I live in Napa. That's 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 about the the long and the short of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so
0: just like a quick gonna throw this out there. I, I see I, I had a tattoo done back in July, and it's your lettering, Cindy. hmm And I still get compliments every time new people see it, co-workers see it, and they're like, it's so pretty. Like, how'd you get it done? Did the artist just write like that? I'm like, no, someone I know did it, and I just wanted to permanently get a reminder of it. And And they're like, oh, that's cool. I didn't know people, like write like that on a daily and I was like yeah there's letterers out there in the
2: world <laughs> like welcome go find the rabbit hole <laughs> we'll all deep deep down the lettering rabbit hole
1: mm-hmm. on the internet right
2: yeah <laughs>
1: there's a youtube video you for everything to
2: to, like they'll bring me videos of the most random shit and be like here you go check this out, mom? And I'm wondering where they found it in the first place. Like, yeah. what were they searching? You
1: mm-hmm. know? <laughs> what did you do to get you to this point?
2: To this point in life? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, kind, okay, I tell people that I kind of flew by the seat of my pants mm-hmm. into this. Like, I did not. I am not an entrepreneurial-minded person. I am mm-hmm. not somebody who went into all of this with the goal of working for myself. That was never a thing. It just sort of happened. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, originally when I started making videos and posting on Instagram, it happened because at the time, and I, I don't say this to sound like a hipster, I say this to, Because this is how I perceived it. At the time, in this stage of, like, the online degraded planning community, like, as it was starting to develop
1: more, Mm -hmm.
2: um, there weren't a lot of people. The whole, like, using lots of hand lettering in your planner wasn't a huge thing yet. People hadn't really. And if it was, if people were doing it, it wasn't something that was, like, as big as it is now. And I was using lettering in my planner because I did it at work as a sign artist for Trader Joe's and people asked me how I did it. And I said, well, it's actually not that hard. You just need to practice. And they asked me to make videos and I was like, hell no, I don't want to make videos. That sucks. I don't like listening to the sound of my voice. Ironic now that I have a podcast, but (laughs) 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 right. But, um, but so I made some videos and they're really shitty and there's like, you know, a camera, kind of propped on books because I didn't know how to make it look right and it just it's janky and they're long and they're not edited and I cuss a whole bunch because that's what I do when I'm hand lettering I usually screw up and I cuss because it makes me angry Mm -hmm. and that was just not something people were used to it was the combination of me teaching them something in an accessible way while at the same time being kind of honest about it and not being afraid to drop the f-bomb which some people cannot stand some people think I am awful person for cussing which I'm not really sure how it's a moral judgment but that's Mm -hmm. a whole different topic but the people who do appreciate that really appreciate that and so I have managed over the years to grow slowly but attract people who get really really into the things I'm doing yeah and that was what was it and then Fast forward to later when I had just completed a Wild 30 lettering class, the first one for PGW, and um, I decided to launch Patreon at the end of it, and around the same time, I was really, really frustrated at my job, a job I had been at for 12 years, and mm-hmm. had, I'm super, I'm a great employee. i am It's really easy to keep me happy, but if you violate one of the things that doesn't make me happy, then I'm like, nope, I'm done. Yeah. and. My husband, I determined that we could afford for me to to quit because of the money coming in from this new Patreon and the other work I was doing. And so I, I was like, okay, so that's how it happened. <laughs> and cool. I've been like that for about two and a half years now. Very cool. But again, like it wasn't a goal. It was sort of like a – I was just sort of moving along, doing what felt right, and everything that's felt right that I've done has brought me to this point. And sometimes the things that feel right don't turn out right, but – the majority of them have kind of pushed me forward and I probably could have gone a lot faster if I had a mind for it, but I don't
1: Mm -hmm. and I'm fine with that. Well, that's, that's that's great to hear at least from my perspective, because to me, at least in that case, you're kind of an inspiration because I work that like corporate bank job. And while I enjoy it, like at the same time, it kind of (laughs) sucks. Um, but like, I have a bachelor's in creative writing, and while it's not plannering, like, it's kind of cool to hear those stories of people that are doing that thing that isn't the traditional job, that you kind of have to like make it for yourself and create this situation for yourself where you can do that.
2: Yeah. Now, I will say... That there is a certain amount of romanticism is is that a word romanticization romanticization I know there's
1: a romantization? word romanticization. Uh, we you know, know what, what I, you mean. You
2: have the idea here. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not a vocabulary <laughs> major. So there is this I- romanticizing idea that you know working for yourself is you know you get to like set your own hours and do the things you love and it's all hunky-dory and there's a lot of stress and a lot of a lot of ups and downs to it as an example as soon as I'm done here I have to file my taxes mm-hmm. way right. down but um so I would I would say that this is this is something that is really great for my family because of my health problems Mm -hmm. and being able to structure the work I do around my, my health. But at the same time, I would argue that this is not for everybody. Like just because even like, and I'm not saying you specifically, but if you're like unhappy at your job or whatever, this may not be the answer because this comes with its own set of problems. And I, I guess I would say in the world of quote unquote work, you're never going to find something that is, beautiful fabulous all the time unless i Mm -hmm. guess you're a kardashian right so
1: even then like they're getting that shit now about uh the the diet teas and how like they're terrible people for creating um eating disorders for young girls and they're like well it's easy money i don't know man like i I like the way you like
0: tapped in onto that because i one of my constant things, and I, and I know I've shared it on, the, on our podcast, and, I've, and I do it on a daily basis, uh, you got to do what you love and love what you do. And you have to kind of like prioritize yourself to be able to help others. Mm-hmm. And so I also have my quote unquote nine to five, but I love it to a T And in order for me to um, kind of like fill up my cup, so to speak, is understanding that, yeah, I have good days. Yes, I have bad days. But at at the end of it, all the hard work that I'm doing is helping to provide uh, structure to a population that doesn't that gets overshadowed or ridiculed. not even acknowledged so that's kind of like my takeaway of my own personal job but in order for me to get there I had to have tried it and I the the job that I have fell on my lap and it wasn't something that I was expecting to do right out of high school I went to I dabbled in a bunch of different jobs until I found this job and I've been in the job for about eight years and I could I could totally agree with you. you. You finding the job or passion that you have is something that you that you're not always aware that you're going to end up being in. So,
2: well, I, I, think I agree. It's, it's also about your priorities, right? Like my I have a friend who still works at Trader Joe's, and he works in the mornings, like the early morning shift. And he's not, like, passionate about the grocery industry, but he plays music in a band with my husband. He plays music in a different band. He plays music in, like, pits for various local theater productions. And he has a kid and he has a wife. And by working this job, because his wife has a a salon, she doesn't have health insurance through the salon because she owns it. Mm -hmm. but he has health insurance through Trader Joe's is a steady source of income, which enables him to do the other things that he cares about without having to stress about making money from the things he cares about. He can make money, but he doesn't need to focus. My husband feels the same way. Like he, we were talking about, you know, when I did an episode on my podcast about monetizing your site, your, your hobbies. Mm -hmm. And I was talking to him about it later. And he told me that even though he went to college for music, he's working in marketing now and this way he can still make money from playing music, but he doesn't have to hustle using yeah. the music to survive. Mm-hmm. He can pick and choose and do the things he wants to do and do it for fun. And the money is just a bonus that helps buy him more guitar crap. <laughs> right. You know? Mm-hmm. So, and that's for me, that that was kind of how this started. And I, my, my old job at TJ's was perfect for me because I got to work the hours I wanted to. I was able to get one of the days off I wanted and I had the flexibility to, to do the things I wanted to do at my kid's school and everything else. And the planners were a hobby and the videos were a hobby. But then when they, the flexibility got yanked away from me with no real notice, like that crossed a priority line for me. And it's suddenly this job that like I liked, but it wasn't like my passion, but I would be, I've been content to be there for the rest of my life if Mm -hmm. it had lined up with my priorities and as soon as it stopped that was just where I was grateful that this other thing that had been happening on the side was there to help me stay in line with the things I was prioritizing which is not something everybody can do at every moment but it's I guess something to keep in mind that you should always be reassessing what the things are that you actually care about and what's getting you there.
1: Yeah that's a big thing for people to remember. Yeah at the end of the day that's While we work and it's important, you still want to enjoy what you do with your life and still be happy. You don't want to go to work and be miserable and then come back and be miserable still.
2: And I think that that's the struggle for a lot of people. Like, it's entirely possible to have a job that you don't love, you tolerate, but you don't Mm -hmm. love. But if having that job makes it so that you can pursue other things or whatever. You know, like, as an example, when I worked in grocery stores, I didn't have to bring my work home with me. When I was done, I clocked out, I was done. Mm -hmm. The job my husband has currently is a salaried job where he works at home fairly often, you know. and But there's other payoffs for it. And now with me working for myself, my job is at home and having boundaries is really difficult. So if a big priority for me would be to be able to leave my job when I was done with it for the day, Mm -hmm. this would not be an ideal situation because working for yourself, there's that quote I read where you – I, I've, I've heard about before where he talks, this guy reframes the whole do what you love and you'll never work another day in your life. He's like mm-hmm. do what you love and you will work all the time and have no boundaries and yep. take everything really personally. And that's basically what, I mean, I love it, but at the same time, like that's so true.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. So since we were kind of talking about it, um, this is an impromptu question, but um, I know uh, one of our listeners has brought it up to us. And since this, isn't something you and I are particularly knowledgeable on. I feel like you might know better. Um, How do you use your planner um, to track like your, um, with the money you make and your income because you are self-employed and because you take care of that when it comes to like taxes and all that fun stuff?
2: Um, Well, this is not probably the question they want the answer they want to hear. (laughs) I don't use my planner for that. Okay, I have QuickBooks for self-employed people.
1: Perfect. And I will relatively,
2: tell her. It's a relatively new thing for me. It's mm-hmm. really cheap. It's like five or ten bucks a month. Oh, okay. And it sucks in all of your accounts. You link them all and you can categorize things and it pops everything up. And it's new for me, so I'm still getting the hang of it. And I stress out about money. Money is something I freak out about. My Before that, I didn't. Okay. I just sort of stacked all my receipts in a giant pile And made sure that I had, I was setting aside roughly a third of what I was making each month so that I would have it for taxes later.
1: That's
2: I'm not a big spender, so I can accumulate Mm -hmm. money and just, and just, and like with the business, it's like, I just let it accumulate because I know I'm going to need it eventually for anything else for taxes, but if not for other expenses. So I'm really good at kind of ignoring it and just not thinking about it, which is not the case with my regular money, but. But yeah so it's it's I've tried messing with my planners for that, mm-hmm. but i'm not I am not a money person at all money not only is something that I find confusing I have a lot of baggage around it it stresses me out it I don't like thinking about it. Mm-hmm. And so having something like QuickBooks where it just sort of does a lot of it for me. And I can just, I still have to get the nerve to look at it, which is hard for me, but that's thats what does it for me. So I would suggest if you would really like to, to for the person who asked, to find someone who's great at tracking this sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Shea Budgets. Is, okay. She puts it in her YouTube videos. She's very transparent and she shows you exactly how she breaks it down. Cool. So that would be a phenomenal resource for seeing how somebody does that like i don't do it that way but she if that's what you're looking to do that's something that she does
1: okay cool yeah sounds good yeah that occurred to me while we were sitting here and i was like oh we can answer a question that's been sitting in our back burner for a while
2: i am not i am not the (laughs) i am not the uh the person for that question (laughs) i am the how do you manage to actually pay attention to the money you make Mm -hmm. with alcohol I'm like I take a shot and then dare to look at my bank account.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't I even do bother. That's all the time.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, I'm also, and I've talked. I think I've said this before. This is one of my great shames, and this is something that doesn't happen anymore, thankfully, because my husband is a responsible ass person. But like, I'm the person who, even if I, even if I'm not broke, even if I have money to pay bills, the bills show up. And I don't open them and I shove them under a pile of mail because then they don't exist. Mm -hmm. Like, that's how unhealthy my relationship with money is. Like, I just, I have a lot of, like, stress and baggage and... And, and hang up surrounding it that have to do with various things of growing up and, you know, my parents being poor and us being really housing insecure and everything else. Like there's a lot of background to that. But even now where my husband and I are actually somewhat financially solvent, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I still act like I am constantly on the run from paying our water bill. You mm-hmm. know, that's, that's my dysfunctional side right there. You're welcome. <laughs> we
1: all got that.
0: I, I got my mail bin with my bills in there, too. I, I, I feel you, Cindy. I feel you. Yeah.
1: Hey, I just throw all the mail in a pile until my husband yells at me because the pile's gotten too big.
2: <laughs> I pulled all the receipts out of my purse the other day because I was going somewhere and I wanted to not have my purse full of receipts. Mm-hmm. And somehow the pile of receipts I pulled out of my purse was bigger <laughs> than my purse. Oh. Like if you sat them next to each other and I was like, how did this happen? Like, and they're still on our pass through waiting for me to go through them like that's, And a lot of them are ones that can just get thrown away, but like mm-hmm. there's the ones in there that I can't just sweep them all into the trash. Cause there are some I need, This has been, there's an app I heard about somewhere that I'm looking into called, I think it's Adobe scan Mm -hmm. It's for your phone and you take pictures of your receipts and it digitally files them. And I'm like, I need to get on that. I've heard
1: that. I've heard of that
2: because if I can get rid of all the paper, if that, like, I don't know if they still require you to save the paper copies of the receipts or if the digital picture is good enough, If I can get rid of all the paper altogether. I think that would relieve my mind so much. They might because like I? Yeah.
1: I I know when um I was helping my mom with her taxes the tax guy that was helping her was fine just using digital copies of a lot of stuff. So you might be able to. It's like if
2: I ever got audited, I would could, the digital copies would be. Mm-hmm. That's that's what I'm curious about. Can I like recycle the receipts once the, once the digital. Mm-hmm. I don't know. This like I said, I'm doing my taxes today. So this is all weighing very heavily on my
0: mind. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am. I have Adobe Scan, but the if you have an iPhone, you could take a picture and you could save it in Notes as well on your your Note app on your iPhone. Hmm. I, I prefer Adobe Scan because then you could title it, you can make notes to it, you could uh, share it with people, you could save the file, what have you. It's, it's amazing. I, I use it for work, I use it for my union stuff. Highly recommend it.
2: I'm going to check it out, I think, because I think I would like, not just for my sake, but for my husband's sake, you know, because he, he, I think, would get a lot more, like, it's ironic. He would be the one much more prepared to handle the finances of something like this, but he's not the one who has to do it. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm a creative, and I'm not a up- business person. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it links up to your Adobe f- account if you already have an Adobe account. Yeah, so if you I use do, Illustrator yeah. and all that stuff, it just links it all in and it, it saves it in their in their cloud or whatever.
1: I don't do the taxes. I just hand everything to my husband and let him figure it out because I deal with money at work already. So I don't feel like doing it anymore. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I brought you up several times throughout the about almost two years that we've been running this podcast. Because
1: mm-hmm, he sells a little fangirl.
2: Yeah. Well, she a did little. get her littering tattooed but, on her body, so I would say you yeah. is probably at the top of the fangirl pile. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um. I liked. I think it was sometime last year. You you kind of take you you stripped away the the whole planner piece term and turned it into a planner contentment and.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I really like the way you phrased it and the way you addressed it back then. How do you feel with planner contentment now and with the constant, uh, I would say, trends that are being pushed on right now? And
2: what's your take on planner contentment? Are you specifically thinking about the Hobonichi Weeks? (laughs) Uh huh. Um, So I. I think I have an advantage and I don't know if it's an advantage because there are some people and I've seen them online who actually like revel in being able to change their stuff out, right? Like they enjoy it. That's what makes them happy. I'm not referring to those people. I'm referring to people who are changing things out because they haven't figured out what works for them. And that's a cause of stress. You know, if changing everything out every single day or whatever makes you happy, then it makes you happy. And that's all that matters. But for the people who are stressed out, and all the new trends don't help them. Those are the kind of the people I think about when I talk about this. My advantage is that I'm a creature of habit. So when I find something that works for me, I stick to it because I don't like change. Change is what stresses me out. So when I see other people changing their planners a whole bunch, like that stresses me out by proxy because I'm like, oh my God, how do they do that? You know. <laughs> so it's a little easier for me to find the quote unquote planner contentment because once I find something that works, I I glom really hard onto it. But one of the reasons I am grateful that I feel that way is because I do planner reviews for my channel. And if I wasn't so... If I wasn't so clear on what it is I want to be using, and that doesn't mean I'm not open to switching if I find something that suits me better, but that it has to actually suit me better to be worth the stress that comes with switching. Right. I've kind of built up a resistance to the trends so that I can review something and look at it critically and not get swept up in like the energy that surrounds something like B6 was the last big trend. I think that people tried to pull me in on. And then there was the Hobonichi weeks is what's happening now, but it's been other things in the past. And there have been times where I have been sucked into it. And I'm at the point now where I realize that whenever I change, even if it's something that like, let's say like right now, it's almost time for the new Aaron Condren planners. I'm almost done with my Aaron Condren planner. And I've been thinking, do I want to stick with horizontal or do I want to try a different layout? And, you know, I've been thinking about that, trying to decide because I know that if I switch to something, even if I know it's going to work for me, it's going to take a few weeks before it works for me. Mm -hmm. You got to give yourself the time because you're still thinking, rethinking how you're using it and redoing how you use something after you've used something else for a while. And so is it worth it to me to go through that process? Is the thing I'm changing to worth it? And so knowing that there's always going to be a process there, knowing that that I need to, I don't, I'm not looking for the next shiny object. I'm trying, like, my goal is not new planners. My goal is my life moving the way it needs to move. And the planners, it means to an end. So if I'm fucking with that means to an end too much, I'm never going to get to where my life is supposed to be heading. I'm never going to be able to keep track of my appointments and stuff because, because I'm too busy messing with the tools.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And so that kind of having that knowledge and being like really sure about that knowledge, sure that I know that if I'm going to change something out, it's going to come with a whole bunch of transition and everything else that I, I have to decide that it's worth it to be able to change that. And when you haven't found that comfort with what you're using, when you don't know what that feels like, it's hard to know that, all that transition is going to be coming because you're in a constant state of transition. Yeah. Right. You know? And so if I had to advise anybody on how to find quote unquote planner peace, planner contentment, however you want to do it's to be patient when you're trying something new mm-hmm. because it never works right away. Nothing is going to work right away. You've got there's to try a, it for a couple of weeks.
1: Yeah. There's always know? a little bit of growing pains no matter what you start with new. Yes.
2: Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah. And, and if you go, you buy a new planner, you spend all this money and you use it for the first week and you don't like it because you haven't gotten used to it yet. Mm-hmm. And so you're like, ah, I spent all this money. I got to try another thing. Then you're stuck in this cycle and you haven't actually gone through one of them long enough to actually figure out if it works for you or not. Yeah. And so you're spending a lot of money and you're getting more and more frustrated. And then it's becoming harder and harder for you to even get through that transition period. And it's just like a vicious cycle of consumerism and, confusion and, and, you know, all those things. And it just, is not comfortable. And that's why I like the idea of planner contentment because it makes me think of being comfortable. Like some people like the thrill of the chase. They like the newness. I like the comfort. I'm the one who's like, I don't like to travel. I mean, I do travel, but like, (laughs) I I prefer to be home in my own bed Mm -hmm. instead of somewhere new. That's my, personality and so that has served me in terms of once I stopped thinking oh I got to try something new oh I got to try something new when I realized being comfortable was going to make me happy then I really purposefully tried to find the thing that would make me comfortable and stick with it and that's worked for a couple years now Mm -hmm. so I don't change planners very often the one time I changed after buying one in the last couple of years was when I got I was using the hourly Erin Condren, but it was the colorful because I loved the colors. I was like, oh, I really like the colors. But then I, you know, so I made a break from my beloved neutral to get a colorful planner and then had those Dalmatian spots or whatever on it. And I was covering them up with washi every single week, every single week. And I was like, this is ridiculous. I'm having to put so much washi on every single page to cover these damn Dalmatian prints up why don't I just get the neutral and not worry about it? And so I uncoiled that month. I used it for a month. I used the color, I think for a month and a half. And mm-hmm. then I uncoiled it and put it into the neutral. So I gave it time. But when my planner was already like eight inches thick from all the washi tape I had to use, that was a sign that this was not the one for me, but mm-hmm. that I just, I needed to make a change. And so I did. And I gave it the time to realize that was the change I needed to make. So Yeah. That's kind of I don't know if that answered your question or not, but that's those are my kind of my thoughts on it. So
0: it's still it's still it's still something that I think that people need to hear. Yeah. Because with all the the with the, the different trends. I mean, I jumped on the B six trend. I have an A six Hobanichi. I don't have the weeks. Um I do have it on order not necessarily for myself Uh it's not necessarily for myself it's for my husband who needs something more compact um but it i often see the the people that like well like you said the people that enjoy that thrill of switching out hey you do you you know like uh, find find a thrill in in what's new but I like you, I'm very, very much a person of habit and, and I give myself that month to figure it out. Yeah, it's going to be bumpy. Yeah. I'm not going to like it, but once I get that system going, it's comfortable. And even my transition from, from B6 to my A6, I, I was struggling how to, how to, to switch it out because my format was different too. I, I felt that I needed something a little bit more focused in. And for the longest, I wanna say for the past five years, I was using a weekly view and would put my to-dos in my weekly view. But now I'm, in, I, I'm currently in dailies and don't use, utilize a weekly view like I did before. I, I use my monthly more because my monthly is my jam.
2: Yeah. And well, I was going to F- say, like, you, you, I think it's about identifying what works for you. And I'm not saying what layout works for you, mm-hmm. what thought process works for you, right? Mm-hmm. Like, right. are you somebody like, I know both the happy planner people love happy planner because they love putting, taking, and changing things out, right? Right. I hate that.
1: <laughs>
2: I don't want that.
1: Mm-hmm. The
2: transience of it. That's why travelers' notebooks don't work for me. That's why rings don't work for me. That's why discs. Besides the fact that I hate the discs anyway, they don't work for me because I don't like changing things out. And if I was, and if but if somebody loves changing things out and they get a coil bound planner, they're not going to be happy. Mm -hmm. You know, and so for you, right, you have you were using the weekly view, but now you're using the daily view and you're the monthly is the thing that you love. Then it means that whatever planner you get needs to have a monthly that you love, because that's the thing that makes you happy. Right.
1: Right. Well, yeah, because at the end of the day, your planner should work for you, not you shouldn't have to work for your planner. Right. So you, you pick what works best for you and you figure out what it is you need and you figure out how to get that.
0: Preach it, sister. Preach it. That's exactly yeah. it. Right. Some, sometimes we get caught up with the the consumerism, the trends, and we forget that, like Lisa said, the planner works for us, not the not the other way around. Yeah. And well, it's hard going down a rabbit hole because then you have to like find your way back up. So.
2: Yeah. Well, and like you see people doing something that works for them. And I've said this before, like the, the trap of social media is that i mean, one of the many traps of social media is that you see something working for somebody else mm-hmm. and right. you want your life to work the way that you want to have your life together, the way that you're perceiving their life is together. So you think, well, if I use this thing the way they use it, it will help my life be together, but their life isn't your life. And so that, how they use it doesn't, isn't necessarily going to work for you, you know? And right. it's a reminder to just get inspiration, but don't, don't. But at the end, take all that inspiration and then think about what you need and make it work for you. Like right. nobody's going to do something wholesale. Like a lot of people with like the bullet journal method, you know, writer Carol has this method and the, the little marks he uses and everything else and I bullet journal, but I don't, my bullet journal doesn't look like his at all because I, for one, like a big thing that whole, like all the different symbols to like migrate shit and everything has too much fucking work. I'm not (laughs) going to do that. And if I did that, if I did that, I would be spending so much time trying to remember the symbols and like pay attention to all the things that I would get lost in the process and it wouldn't actually help me. I'm just totally fine crossing things off or whatever and not having special symbols for it. But somebody else might see all those symbols, and they may restore order to their life, and that makes them happy, and so that's what works for them. And so, you know, I think it's really easy to see trends or see the things that people are doing, see what influencers are doing. I also hate that word. And <laughs> you see what people are doing, you see the things that they're buying and the things that they're using and the things that they're displaying, and you, because you haven't identified what works for you yet, it's like getting offered a gigantic Vegas buffet of all of these things and you have no idea what you actually want to eat so you get something of everything and then you get overwhelmed and uncomfortably full (laughs) it's a good way to look at it you know
0: that that is an awesome analogy of it
1: okay but the thing to always remember at Vegas buffets is that you go for the crab legs (laughs) (laughs) especially if you go to one where they'll split them for you so you don't actually have to do the work
0: I don't know, I might have been at a disadvantage Because sometimes the buffets that I go to Don't have crab legs and
1: We said they, Vegas they buffets
0: something like it and they don't What was that?
1: We said Vegas buffets It's harder to find a Vegas buffet That doesn't have crab legs
0: Well, I'll find out in July when I go
1: oh Paris won't have it, let me tell you already
2: I say I'm wary of seafood at any buffet, because I I watched that movie Go back in the day. The Uh, one where they went to Vegas and ate the shrimp, and then their stomachs were upset for the rest of the movie. And I'm like, oh, that's not a good idea. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) On that note, okay.
1: (laughs) So, Cindy, if you had to pick one planner accessory out of everything you have um, that is not a pen, because that's the cop-out. Um, what would you say your favorite planner accessory is?
2: Uh, well, does it have to be a specific thing? Like, can I just say Christiane Design stickers? That's fine. Or do I have fine. to pick a specific Christiane, That's Christiane fine. Design That's yeah. <laughs> fine. Probably my Christiane Design, it would be a toss-up between my Christiane Design stickers and washi tape. But probably Christiane Design stickers because, um, I do so much of my planning visually. hmm and having the blocks having the icons and all of that helps me at a glance see what I'm like thinking about as opposed to as opposed to washi tape which for me is can be functional but is mostly decorative. So yeah. I mean I could technically just do it with a pen cuz I can just doodle my own stuff but
1: but I'm like I said a pen doesn't yeah. count because a pen yeah. is a cop out.
2: Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, that would probably be it. Yeah.
0: And Christiane has washi tape stickers. Yeah, she
2: does. (laughs) So that could be a cop-out, too.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It works both ways. It's all good. It's all good. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, do you have any obsessions or, like, anything that's really drawn to you other than planners?
2: You mean, like, for hobbies or for collecting or what? Uh collecting. Um I okay, this is gonna be really specific. Okay. I love collecting and I have several of them. Mm -hmm. The paperback versions of Stephen King books from the late 70s and early 80s. There were certain of his paperbacks that were these like kind of fancier covers. And they're so cool. And mine are all beaten up because I read my books and mm-hmm. I kind of beat them up. But I just, as an example, there's a shining, copy of the shiny paperback that's silver foil. So it's shiny. Then there's, there's a um, Salem's Lot paperback that's all black. It's about vampires. It's all black, except for the title on the, on the, the spine. But there's an, a child, a child's face like raised, like it's not detailed. It's just the black, but it's raised up on the front and there's one red drop of blood coming from the mouth. Like all of these like just the cup the copy of Misery looks like a regular paperback of misery, but when you open the cover, there's a second cover and it's a cheesy romance cover of Misery's Return, which is the book that gets written within the book. And it has Stephen King in this like Fabio position holding this lady. So there's these like really cool paperbacks that I just, because I'm a big Stephen King fan. I love all of these paperbacks and I have several of them and they make me really, really happy. So I would say, yes, those are what I collect. And I collect many watercolors because I have problems not buying watercolors. So,
1: yeah. Hey, hey, your watercolors.
0: I I get you. I, I have like an absorbent amount of pins oh like me too
1: Vietnam
2: I wasn't pens, even counting pens I was pens. pens are a given yeah pens and washi tape are both like the i'm not even going to talk about Mm-mm. those because I'm happy with them I'm not mm-hmm. I don't feel like a hoarder most days
1: Mm-mm. So <laughs> yeah no, Cindy your watercolors is probably like me and eyeshadow palettes mm-hmm.
2: I could easily fall down the eyeshadow palette rabbit hole mm-hmm but I, the fun, I barely wear eyeshadow right now, so like I can't justify buying any more of them.
1: Okay, well, well, since we're on video right now, and since the reader or listeners can't see it, let me show you mine. Like this, this is my wall. Oh, yeah,
2: yeah, you've got you. you my
1: paper, yeah. <laughs> so. I, I, I had to bug my husband for like a month to put up my shelves because they were all just sitting in the drawer. But now, like, it's pretty.
2: Yeah. So that's, that's, I mean, the Stephen King paperbacks are probably the thing people might not. I also used to collect VHS, this is back before DVDs were a thing, so back in the day, I used to have a very massive collection of horror movies on VHS, but mm-hmm. now, even though I've got Blu-rays, like, it doesn't feel as necessary to collect, because I can just, like, you know, buy it via Amazon, or digitally, or whatever, and not have as much stuff. But I used to very, very much collect um, horror movies, so, yeah. Nice. My genre, if you couldn't
1: tell. My husband's too, so I I have like a vague knowing of it. I like kind of get it. And like I went through like high school and college reading all the vampire and zombie books, so I have a working knowledge.
2: Yeah, a layman's knowledge.
0: Mm
2: -hmm. I have zero knowledge.
0: I, I don't do horror. Mm-hmm. You asked me about a, a rom com or like a, just like a funny movie. I'm down with that. I have that in my in my tool belt. Anything Disney is good, but I like zero. You should have seen me watching Psycho, the classic one. <laughs> my history of modern uh, cinema. Teacher dubbed me Scaredy Cat in the front <laughs> row, and the scene—I think it's the shower scene in Psycho—like I screeched so loud, and because I'm at the very front of the class, and this was like a stadium-style style class, it echoed through the whole room. It was, it
2: was hilarious. <laughs> I remember going to see um, yeah. Jurassic Park. I think it was the fourth time when it came out in theaters or something. I was 14 when it came out and my, this is the first time my mom and my baby sister had gone with us to see it. My other sister and I had seen it a few times already. So we knew what was coming and we were seen in the front of the theater and my mom and my baby sister were seen in the back of the theater. And that scene when they're in, she's in the control room or whatever. And she just, she just like turned all the, all the, uh, the Power back on, or whatever, and she goes back and she's like, Yeah, we just got it back on. And then the raptor jumps out from behind her. My mother, I could hear like she screamed so loud, <laughs> and, like the whole theater. And my sister and I looked at each other in the front of her, like that was mommy. Like, we just knew that, like, <laughs> yeah. shared experiences, man. Mm-hmm. Shared experiences. Yep
0: if money was no option what planner thing would you buy like right now
2: i don't know i looked at you and you guys had sent me some of the questions ahead of time and i glanced at that one and i was like I, yeah I, I don't know and i think maybe it's because i actually prioritize the money some of the money that comes in from like the amazon affiliate links and all of that to buy things that to review mm mm-hmm. So I'm able to get a lot of the things that I want through that process that uh, I just, I'm not sure, man. I mean, what I would want is to have someone design me. I would say a planner, but that doesn't even work either because like I've said before, I actually don't want my planner to be perfect for me. Mm -hmm. People say, "Will you ever design a planner? And I'm like, no. And they're like, why not? And I'm like, because I don't want the perfect planner. If it's perfect, I'm not going to spend as much time messing with it and being creative in it to make it work for me. So I like it to be a little uncomfortable because then it forces me to think creatively. So I'm not really sure. I'm not really sure. I think all of the expensive things I would buy would probably have to do with the, like the YouTube and like side of my planner life, where, like, you know, upgrading, getting, like, a nice, like, you know, Canon 70D camera with a good microphone or something, you know, to film planner videos, which I guess is maybe a little excessive, but, like, when it comes to actual planner things, I don't really need anything. Mm -hmm. And so, like, nothing comes to mind. Like, I'm happy. And that's maybe the reason I, even though I have a lot of stuff, I don't feel, I don't feel as stressed out or whatever as people are because I'm happy with the stuff I have, you know? So I don't have any like big plan or dreams, you know? And I think
0: I think more people should hear that. And I, I think that if you're happy with what you have or with what your what your um the system that you're using, um then why why get all the
2: other things? Yeah. You well know? like, I'm i using, uh, like, the notebook I'm using for my bullet journal right now is an Archer and Olive that I decided to give a try this year. And I was going to switch back to Scribbles That Matter. I like the Archer and Olive, but I, I love Scribbles That Matter. But I heard their paper is not this this most recent batch of paper is not as great. So I decided to order another Archer and Olive. The funny thing is when I got this original one that I'm using this year, this black one, it's not the one I wanted. I wanted to try Archer and Olive, but that's not the cover I would have chosen, but it was literally the only one available when I ordered. And now I have the new one because this one will be done probably at the end of this month. And I ordered one from their pre-order, and it's beautiful. It is exactly (laughs) what I would have asked for, and so I'm like, and you know, so I didn't spend any extra money, and I'm still using the one that I got. But like, I just know, even the texture of the cover is different. It's not like as like linen feeling, so it's going to not look as kind of dirty as this one does. And so like. It's not about the money I spent as much as like, okay, I finally got the thing I really wanted that I've been waiting for. And I know I'm going to like it because I liked this other one, despite the fact that the cover is not my favorite, mm-hmm. you know, so that to me, even though, you know, I mean, it's probably more expensive than a lot of other notebooks because they're a little pricier because of their paper and stuff. But like, I'm more It's at the cost of something like I could spend what 200 bucks on a really fancy one of those like planners you can get customized. The ones are like four but 100 bucks or something, Jillio, something like that. No, thank you. But I wouldn't use it.
0: Or the Vander Spikes, I think too,
2: you could get them customized. Yeah, and I wouldn't use it. Like my next big purchase, like the next time I decide I want to drop a bunch of money on something that arguably I don't need to drop money on, but I want to is going to be a pair of another pair of teaks because the ones I have that I've had for like three years now I wear them damn near constantly Mm -hmm. I can be at a conference and wear them for eight hours and my feet won't hurt or they'll hurt a little bit but they won't like hurt the way your feet hurt sometimes with other shoes Hmm. and mine are beaten up because I've worn them for so long and so often that I'm like I kind of want another pair but and they're 200 bucks but yeah. I know shoes, and you spend money. If you get good shoes, then it's worth the money. But for me, it's like, oh, God, 200 bucks. Now, of course, again, I have to pay taxes today, so i might be an entirely different conversation after that. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, like, when it comes to planner stuff, uh, the most expensive things are not the things I necessarily gravitate towards.
1: Okay. So I have one last question, at least interview question. And this is are mandatory. We always have to ask this for everyone. And I suspect I know your answer. And I, I suspect Issel an is going to be very upset. Um, <laughs> uh, team Black I Ink or Team... Answer,
0: so, I, mean, you could ask I have to ask it anyway. It's mandatory. Know, but
1: <laughs> Team Black Ink or Team Blue Ink? Black Ink. Duh. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, I've used Blue Ink before. Mm-hmm. And Blue Black Ink is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. But the reason I use black ink very specifically, I, I actually aesthetically like blue ink better. Like a dark ink, blue ink, blue ink mm-hmm. I think is beautiful. But I use black ink because I am very, 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 very insistent on the way I color coordinate my stuff. Like that's one of my creature of habit things. I like to pick a color palette and stick to it. Mm-hmm. I think it doesn't work with every color palette, but black yeah. ink will work with damn near everything. Yep. So that's why. It's not because I think black ink is better, it's because black ink is more versatile.
0: Okay, I still love you, Cindy. I still love you. Isel, <laughs> do you have a
1: random planner question of the week, or should I come up with one? Because either way.
0: Is it a random question or a random planner question?
1: Random not planner related, sorry.
0: To slime or not to slime?
2: Not to slime. Do you slime? No. And there's a reason for that there's a big reason for that i really hate the feeling on my fingers
1: it's a textural hands
2: i i wash my hands so often i have a stack of hand soaps in my in my cabinet i'm not like germaphobe I just don't like the feel like I don't even like touching newspapers because it feels weird on my fingers. Mm -hmm. That's part of the reason I don't like Hobonichi's. I don't like the feel of the paper. Mm -hmm. Very tactile. And I don't like feeling like there's stuff. Even when I'm cooking, I'm like constantly washing my hands. I've got gloves to wear sometimes if I don't like the feel of stuff on my fingers. Mm -hmm. And slime horrifies me for that reason. My kids... There's a whole black market for slime at the middle school because they banned it at school. And so now, like, kids will, like, make special recipes of slime and, like, sell it, like, on the down low. I heard all about this from my kids. Like, slime's a thing, man, and I am not here for it. Uh,
0: working working in, in the schools, I, I definitely saw the underground slime sales done during passing period. It was just hilarious seeing the, the Passover of different uh, little containers containing slime and like they'd get like their four to three dollars or whatever it is um I, I can fill you with the texture thing there's certain slimes that I don't like to touch myself I, I prefer the 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 foamy kind but that's just me
2: no and I even Mister, have what about you? when I when I have sorry when I have when I have do my skincare I don't wash my hands in between each step because that just takes too long but I have these white washcloths that I use to take my makeup off, but I'll usually have another one out on my tape just to like rub my fingers off in between each step so that they don't feel like they're covered <laughs> in stuff when I am moving to the next thing. Like I swear, I-, I know I'm neurotic. I know I'm neurotic. <laughs> like that. There's just something about the feel of like of hands that aren't clean. And the only thing that doesn't bother me is being having marker marks and like paint marks on my hands. Like that doesn't bother me, but the feel bothers me. Sorry, the slime conversation. So grossed out right now. <laughs> okay.
1: It's, it's okay, Cindy. Like, we won't hold it against you. <laughs> <laughs> on the other hand, the San Diego girls threw me a slime baby shower. So,
2: that's awesome. Okay, that's super cute. Like, <laughs> and now I'm putting on hand cream because part of the problem I run into is I'm on diuretics, and so I get super dried out. Because I wash my hands so much, and because I'm constantly like dehydrated, mm-hmm.
1: so, um, yeah. Oh yeah, me. I, I work with money. I handle money, so like I'm constantly washing my hands, and I have a five month old, so I'm constantly washing my hands for him too. So, so
2: this is okay. So when I was a ca- working at Trader Joe's, and I was a cashier.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, the feel of money is so nasty. <laughs> I would keep like a wet paper towel to kind of my fingers to just to get them but there were some people who did dislike touching money so much they would wear plastic like, put, like vinyl gloves while they were mm-hmm. working until finally our boss at the time decided to ban using the vinyl gloves at the register because he felt that it gave the wrong impression to customers and so they there was like a damn near a riot people were like no i don't want to touch this money's nasty i don't want to keep touching money's gross and like <laughs>
1: See, my teller brain is like, oh, well, if you're using gloves to handle money, you're going to get out of balance. You're going to freaking miss cash somewhere and you're going to mess stuff up.
2: Yeah. And I didn't wear them. I just like to have something to like wipe Mm -hmm. my fingers on when they started to feel more gross. But touching money actually doesn't bother me quite as much as other things Mm -hmm. because it doesn't leave. a feeling. Yeah, it leaves a little bit of it after a while. Mm -hmm. But in general, it doesn't leave like scum. On your hands, like <laughs> I'm more grossed out by touching things like, like bags of like, chicken that are all like waste, you know.
0: I, I have to constantly wash because I I work with elementary school kids right
2: now. Oh yeah, and they're like yeah. little germ buckets. Yeah, totally. But I love them. I mean,
1: <laughs> kids are grossy, so.
2: Yeah, they are. I have, I have a 13 year old and a 15 year old. Kids are very gross. Okay. Um,
0: so we usually close off the episode with our favorite planner item of the week. Do you want Of the week?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, of the week.
2: Hmm. I think the one of the week, like something new that I've been loving, is from the, one of the more recent Simply Gilded. Subscription kits. It's this blue, like checked, kind of gingham looking. It looks like a tablecloth mm-hmm. washi tape, and it's just really subtle and really pretty. I've been using it in my Erin Condren, and I just love it this week. So yeah, that would be the one this week.
1: Yeah, simply gilded washi seems to show up a lot in our favorite planner item of the week.
2: Yeah, And well, I've been shopping with her since she opened, and so I've got a fairly decent. I don't go nuts for all the new releases and everything because I have so much, and I hate mm-hmm. fighting. For stuff so I just don't bother I have plenty but her color choices like her aesthetic in terms of the colors she gravitates towards and all that just it suits me it's kind of like the stuff with Kristen similar palette like Kristen's color palettes suit me and so that's why Mm -hmm. I like using them because they they just fit if I was somebody who loved like super bright like saturated gothic looking stickers I wouldn't be as I wouldn't be using Kristen's stuff as much because it wouldn't be my style. But her stuff is very much in my wheelhouse, and so is Simply Gilded. So that's why I use a lot of it. It's not just because they're paying me to, which is not true. I do work <laughs> with Kristen, but she doesn't pay me to use her stuff.
1: Hashtag not sponsor <laughs> hashtag not an ad. Yeah. Oh,
2: it's a joke. It's a joke. Everybody. Hashtag ad. Okay. <laughs>
1: what about you, sell What's your favorite planner item of the week?
0: Uh, that I'm really looking forward to her next uh, sub box the succulents and, one? Uh, I think it's called desert desert something it looks really pretty
2: it does but everybody's asking me if I'm going to use it because there's succulents and I'm like oh we'll see
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I actually think succulents are cute I just hate how overplayed they are
1: yeah I can see yes. that
2: And my son has one currently growing on the windowsill that he got as a gift from finishing this program we did through our church that he has named his Zuck. Comes home from his dad's house. Did you water my Zuck this week? (laughs) (laughs) And if you mention that to my 15-year-old Katie, he will just be like, oh, my God, why is he so
0: weird? (laughs) (laughs) Lisa, do you have a favorite planner item this week?
1: Um, I'm preemptively calling this my favorite planner of the week because this episode's coming up May 2nd, question mark, like that week, which is actually my first week back at work after seven months, and um, I was looking for something to mark work hours in my planner. And somehow I decided that my uh, once more with love uh, side eye munchkins were gonna be the best bet for it, cause I feel like I'm gonna be side eyeing people a lot.
2: Mm. I love her munchkins. I have the salty ones that she did, like mm-hmm. salt bay and everything. And those ones are some of my favorite ones to use for stuff for my kid. <laughs> Katie is so salty.
1: Aw, well, that's what teenagers yeah. do
2: right but katie's been salty since they were like four
0: (laughs) (laughs) but yeah i am gonna share that a friend of mine at at our last meetup shared some of course simply gilded washi with me and she shared i don't know if you guys could see it it's the Teresa Collins washi that she got at PlannerCon, mm-hmm. plus the limited edition. Um, I think this is the fifteen mil PlannerCon washi exclusive or whatever from Simply Gilded. Mm-hmm. Um, like like you, Cindy, I really like the 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 color choices that she has. Her design aesthetic is really pretty, and I. I want to say that for the first week of May, I'll be using the the Teresa Collins collab of Simply Gilded Washi in my in my planner. Nice,
2: fun. Yeah, are, I didn't get those ones, but they are super cute. I've seen them online. They're very.
0: I really and like the there's this floral one. I don't know if you could see it. It has like. The coral with like the black outlines of like the leaves, and then it has like gold speckles in the center.
2: Yeah, I saw that one online. Um, but,
0: and that one's really cute and subtle. It's it I I thought that was really delicate. It's similar to the sakura one that she had for like I think
2: it was a few March months ago. Box, I think. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um. Where can people? Yeah, Cindy, anything you want to plug? Anything you want people to go look you up on
0: if they aren't already?
2: plug all sorts of things. Uh, you can find me. Um, I'm at Llama Letters on all the things where you're at, <laughs> like Instagram and so on and so forth. I My YouTube channel is called Cindy Gunter Baldo. I have a website, CindyGunterBaldo.com, where you can kind of find all the things. And my podcast is The Uncurated Life. So, yeah, that's where you can find me. Got a group, Lama's Love Lettering. I've got a lot of things. I'm around. That's what I do. Oh, and I have a Patreon, which is uh, www.patreon.com slash we'll,
1: we'll link everything. You. Sweet. Because now we can do that because we're using Anchor now, which is exciting.
0: Yay! Yay. So we're on multiple platforms. Again, just every, every... FYI, if you find us, let us know where you found us. If you don't... See us on the preferred platform you're in, shoot us a, a message, let uh-huh. us know where you'd like to see us. Currently, we're on iTunes, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, I think I lost the track of all of the other ones. Um,
1: it's not iTunes, it's Apple please. Podcast. How dare you? <laughs> I, I,
0: I looked it up. It, it did say Apple Podcast, but I also saw iTunes on there. So I don't know. Pod, the plat, the platform podcaster for Apple has mm-hmm. us. How about that? Is that yeah. better? Thank you. Okay. And that's what I'll be linking in the um, on the Instagram account and I usually I usually post a link to the Facebook page uh, posts that i do but because now we're on multiple platforms i don't even know which one to post so again let us know where you see us uh, i'm uh for any comments or questions uh, again we post it up on facebook we also have instagram so let us know your thoughts any comments or questions that you may have from this episode we'd love to hear them
1: also cindy just found oh, you on twitter uh,
2: What happened? I didn't hear
1: you. I just found Cindy on Twitter. It doesn't look like she uses it.
2: No, I use it to lurk on Twitter. Yeah, me too. I'm on Twitter, but I don't respond on Twitter. I just like to read on Twitter. Mm -hmm. I wish the planner community was more active on Twitter. I feel like Twitter's a fun place to be sometimes, or it's a terrible, dark place to be sometimes. But I also lurk on Reddit, but I'm not going to tell you guys where I lurk, because I don't lurk on planner things on Reddit. I lurk Mm -hmm. on other things.
0: Yeah, uh, it's it, that, that one's a whole like I get into and it's
2: hard to climb out. Right. Yeah. You
1: yeah, know, my, my Twitter and my Reddit are the same thing. It's all drag queens, true crime and um, YouTuber drama.
2: Yeah. I like YouTuber drama that has nothing to do with the planner community. Yeah. Like I follow YouTuber drama that I have nothing to do with. Yep. One of my personal favorites is vegan YouTuber drama.
1: (laughs) I need to get more into vegan YouTuber drama.
2: Yeah. like I just, I fall down the rabbit hole. It's like watching a reality show because you don't, it doesn't have anything to do with me. Mm -hmm. And if it's drama that has to do with people I know or like people in the planner world, it stresses me out. I still read it, but like I have a way more fun following drama that I have nothing to do with.
1: Mm hmm. Well,
0: thanks for coming on with us Cindy we loved having you on thank you for having like me we, like we said we were airing this May 2nd question mark
1: yeah I think that's the Thursday
0: and so thank you thank you thank you my my fangirl dream has been fulfilled <laughs> yay Um, have a wonderful week, everybody. Stay positive when possible, I know.
1: Also, wouldn't your fangirl dream have been fulfilled when you tattooed her lettering on you?
0: (laughs) I said one of my fangirl
2: dreams.
1: I heard my fangirl dream.
0: I've already met her. She she signed my, my cape. I got to speak with her... Uh, at, at a shared planner event. I got her her lettering tattooed on me. she she's on our podcast. Just I mean, just talking
1: all this stuff about how cool you are. <laughs> Whatever.
0: <laughs> I love you too, Lisa. I love you too. <laughs> Have a wonderful week everybody.
1: We Thank love you. you
0: Bye. Bye. Bye.
1: See you next week, Planner Addicts. We wish you planner peace and no hangovers. Don't forget to follow us at WashiWineRepeat on Instagram and Facebook. P.S. Just because Izzy and I are enjoying a couple glasses of wine in the comfort and safety of my home does not mean that we condone excessive drinking. We wouldn't judge if you had some sort of other beverage. We just want us all to enjoy some time together.